Fresh off 4th of July weekend, we're back inside, or you are back inside the epicenter of conversation, the hottest form of Alabama football news, notes, and information, that being in my own words with yours truly, your man, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, appreciating every last one of you to tune for tuning in to start off your Monday, your work week, as we bring this to you from Tuscaloosa, streaming this on YouTube, speaking of the channel be sure to give a like a thumbs up on the show hit that subscribe button and turn all of those notifications on so that way you can have the best in alerts updates and analysis on your crimson tide speaking of touchdown at alabama magazine as always you can get individual copies you can purchase individual copies of the magazine and have them sent to your door the link will be found in the description so you can get those individual copies of touchdown alabama magazine have them sent to your door link definitely in the description we've got a lot to talk about a lot to dive in today on the show we actually have a trivia question for today as as we're still giving away this commemorative trent richardson print autographed by the former crimson tide running back himself that elegantly depicts his his uh championship is a game-winning touchdown run in the 2012 BCS title game against LSU. Of a trivia question is, what were the three jersey numbers that Derrick Henry wore throughout his career at Alabama? Looking for the three jersey numbers that Derrick Henry wore throughout his career for the Crimson Tide. Now, you don't have to participate in the trivia. If you just want to call in to talk Bama football, we greatly encourage that. But for those that may want to participate in the trivia, that is the question for today. But we start things off by addressing the other man in the room, John Ivory, the man, the myth, the maestro, the ledge. What's going on? What's going on? Roll Tide. Hey, I like the chat up. Let's get the conversation going. Share the show. Make sure you call in with that trivia, or if you just want to call in the chat, make sure you do that. And we're going to have a lit show today. Definitely want you being a part of the conversation, and you can do so by calling 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Definitely want you in on the conversation but before we jump into our first topic here john a little bit of an update here i know i'm in the wrong field i know i'm in the wrong field and um, i i've told I'm, I'm telling myself now the moment i have my first child hoping you know, it's a boy the moment my child comes out the womb and the doctor cuts that umbilical cord before my child is presented to me a football will be in my child's hand. And the reason why, you look at Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's only 24 years old. This young man just pocketed a 10-year extension worth $503 million. The first half a billion dollar player in the history of sports made history. It's crazy how the same individual that's representing Mahomes, Lee Steinberg, is representing Tua Tungavaloa, former Alabama quarterback who's now with the Miami Dolphins. But Patty Ice, Pat Mahomes, 10-year extension, $503 million. The moment my son is born, my wife is going to think I'm crazy, but a football will be in Junior's hands. We're going to train him young, baby young. Talking about that right there. But we dive into... Topic number one, folks, here of uh, the conversation. And uh, it, it's interesting how uh, the line between uh, having a football season and not having a football season comes down to one thing, and that's wearing the mask, you know, practicing social distancing, keeping the six feet, the whole protocol that we have been, uh, you know, advised to do. We have seen Nick Saban, Coach Saban of Alabama, talk about this. We have seen other leaders and uh, administrators and collegiate sports or in sports in general talk about this. The conversation has been, if you appreciate sports, you value sports, you want sports, not just football, but live sports in general, you know, practice the social distancing, wear the mask, keep the six feet, you know, do those things to protect the health and safety. And the reason why I brought this up is there was an article 
on last week, I believe it was either Thursday or Friday, and it came from uh, Yahoo Sports, Jason Owens, you know of Yahoo Sports. But before I even get into the article, a good friend of mine from the state of Georgia called me over the weekend as I was about to partake in the barbecue. And my friend, my, my buddy called, he was like, Steven, bro, you will not believe who's on my porch, who's on my doorstep, who I'm talking to right now. And he explained to me, now, he was with Trevor Lawrence, Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence, and his family. Now, my buddy and Lawrence's family have known each other for quite some time. My buddy went to Cartersville High School. Trevor Lawrence, of course, went to Cartersville High School. And, you know, there have been conversations about how the governor of California, the governor of South Carolina, excuse me, is thinking of canceling football in the state if these coronavirus cases keep rising. Now, going back to the article from Yahoo Sports and Jason Owens here, the governor of South Carolina, that being Henry McMaster, is thinking about canceling the sport in the entire state if these cases keep growing. Now, according to the state's epidemiologist, uh, Linda Bell, Dr. Bell talked about how there's 1,629 newly confirmed cases of the coronavirus, 1,629, and there have been 43 new deaths that have occurred. So people are trying to keep things in order. People are trying to take precaution, trying to look out for public health and safety. But that was the article from Jason Owens. Now, getting back to what my friend, what my friend was mentioning with, you know, Trevor Lawrence's father was, when you talk Dabo Sweeney, Dabo Sweeney, head coach of Clemson, he believes that the Clemson Tigers, they are the only program from top to bottom, round for round, pound for pound, bar for bar, clip for clip. Dabo Sweeney believes that Clemson's the only team out there that can limit hinder stop coach Saban from winning the seventh national championship to eclipse Paul Bear Bryant they believe Clemson believes it's the only program that can stop Alabama from winning the 18th national championship in its school history now if we're going to be honest with ourselves here for a moment coach Saban could very easily have eight to nine national championships right now I mean let's just be honest if we go back to the 2008 season the 2013 season, the 2014 season, the 2016 season, even down to the 2018 season, I'm pretty sure we can all pick up some situations or pinpoint down situations to where if that would have went better, Alabama would have won. If the ball would have bounced the right way here, if we would have had better coaching here, if that would have went right, Alabama could have had way more championships in the Saban era than what it has. But we're not going to dwell in the past. Alabama, well, Nick Saban, six titles overall, you know, going after number seven here to try to eclipse the bear. But Dabo Sweeney believes he's the coach, or Dabo Sweeney believes Clemson's the team, as I should say, that can stop Coach Saban from winning the seventh national championship. So the question is, should we have a season? And I believe all of the athletic directors, chancellors, presidents, the powers that be are going to try to make this happen. So the question I'm asking, is Clemson truly the team? Is Clemson truly the only team that can stop, that can hinder Nick Saban from getting that seventh national championship? And, and the reason why I ask this question is two reasons. Number one, at one point in time, national media looked at Urban Meyer as the only guy that could topple Nick Saban, that can knock Coach Saban off the perch and keep him off there for good. People looked at Urban Meyer as, well, he's the man. He is, you know, uber competitive. He is very innovative, strong offensive mind. He's younger than Nick Saban. He's got more fire than Coach Saban. He's got more passion than Coach Saban. People felt like Urban was the guy. But then Nick Saban would prove himself that, you know, Coach Meyer ain't stopping me. So now it's become, well, Dabo Sweeney's the guy, right? He's a Alabama, he's from he's from the state of Alabama, grew up in the Birmingham area, you know, played for the 1992 championship team under Gene Starlings. He knows the Alabama DNA. He knows the ins and outs of the program. And then, then he goes to Clemson. He builds a powerhouse, 
a national power at Clemson. He took two national championships away from Coach Saban. So this is the guy, right, that can knock Saban off the perch and keep him off there. Uh, people feel like now Dabo Sweeney's the guy. And then number two of the reason why I ask this question is, you know, Clemson's offense is going to have some issues this year. Yes, it's got Trevor Lawrence. Yes, it has um, Travis Etienne. But no T. Higgins at wide receiver, right? You lose your six foot four big body receiver to the to the NFL, Philadelphia Eagles, and then Justin Ross, your other six foot four, your big body stretch the field, vertical deep threat target, jump ball guy. You lose him to, he had a neck, spinal type of surgery, will not be able to play this season. So both of those two guys, not around for the 2020 campaign. And though Amari Rodgers is good, he's more of a slot guy. And uh, unless Clemson has really recruited well offensively, or they've got some guys that we just don't know about that's ready to jump out the gym, they're going to be highly, overly reliant on Travis Etienne, the running back. So can Clemson's offense really come up this year? And not to mention, you're going to have to have Trevor Lawrence take way better care of the football. And, you know, on top of these things, I know Clemson fans will talk about, well, Stephen, we got the defense, right? We got Brent Venables, the best defensive schemer, strategist, mind and all of college football. And Clemson recruits well on that side of the ball, in which they do. But my counteract to that, my rebuttal is, you look at Georgia. Last year, Georgia had that defense. Kirby Smart had five stars littered around everywhere. Kirby Smart had talent all around that defense. Kirby Smart, who comes from Nick Saban, picked up a couple of things in terms of the defensive mastermind. But, and, and, and Georgia's defense was one of the best defenses in the nation, if not the best this past season. But as great as the defense was, Rennett ran up against an offense such as you know, LSU's that uh, emasculated or just eviscerated that defense, and Georgia's offense could not you know, score or move the ball to save its life. The defense can only do so much. So for Clemson, the hope is offensively, it's got enough to you know, help that defense out. But the question is, you know, is Clemson the only team out there? Davos when he believes Clemson the only team. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching, recruiting, Clemson, the only team that can stop Nick Saban from winning the seventh national championship. Do you see this? Because since, since 1900, Alabama and Clemson has, have faced each other 19 times since the year 1900. Alabama holds a 14-5 edge in the series. Alabama 3-2. All time with Nick, without with Coach Saban, and uh, you have other programs out there that believe they have just the opportunity that Clemson does. You look at Ohio State. You know, the second year under Ryan Day as head coach, you return Justin Fields at quarterback. Got a lot of draft analysts that feel like Justin Fields is better than Trevor Lawrence. You know, Ohio State returns all of its weapons at receiver, led by Chris Olave. Defensively, will be the big question for Ohio State. No more Jeffrey Okuda. No, no more Chase Young, the defensive, you know, agitator. Impulse, the, 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 the big defensive presence on the front line. So no more uh, Chase Young. The question will be defensively for Ohio State. A lot of people look at, you know, LSU's got the dynasty. People look at Georgia as the team to, to really knock Alabama out of there for good. You have some people that even consider you know, the Michigan Wolverines. Folks think, don't sleep on Harbaugh. Don't overlook Harbaugh. Until Jim Harbaugh consistently beats the teams in his own conference. Yes, I'm talking about Ohio State too, Harbaugh. You have been dreadful against the Buckeyes. I don't think Jim Harbaugh has even won against the Buckeyes yet. And I think this is coming up on Harbaugh's sixth year, seventh year been long overdue so until Harbaugh is able to beat the teams in his own conference I am not going to put much stock in on him but Tide Nation want to hear your thoughts here are the Clemson Tigers the lone team that can keep Coach Saban that can hinder Coach Saban from getting the seventh national championship from making history and from surpassing the legendary 
Paul Bear Bryant. We're gonna take, we're gonna go to our first break here on the show. But don't touch that down. Just getting started. I put on return. We unpack your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your texts, your questions. What are you feeling? about Alabama football, you get a chance to talk it up with your man. And you're going to do that right after this. Stay tuned. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. We are back into the action, folks, on the hottest show on the streets here in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. It's your time, Tide Nation, 205-448-1358. But I'm going to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. As always, if you want to partake in the trivia, the trivia question for the day, what were the three jersey numbers that Derrick Henry Wore throughout his career at Alabama. Three jersey numbers that Derrick Henry wore throughout his career with the tie. The one who can call in and provide the, the correct three numbers wins this autograph print, this commemorative autograph print of former Alabama running back Trent Richardson signed by the man himself commemorating the 2012 National Championship game against LSU where Trent Richardson had the big touchdown run to shut out the Tigers 21 to nothing. The print courtesy of Touchdown Alabama Magazine and our friends at T-Town Men's Wear. But we take our first call on a Monday. It's Wayland. Wayland, what's going on, my friend? Hey, 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 it's TDA on Monday. I hope everybody had a good 4th of July weekend. Hope everybody's doing great down at TDA. Hello to everybody in the chat. And I remember Trent doing that juke. Ooh. On the right, right hand sideline down there at Mississippi State. Do you remember that one, Stephen, where he gave him a little jute and then walked on in the end zone? Oh, that was great. I mean, I mean, that was so. I I, I felt so bad for Sin Sinquez Golson was the defender that got his ankle completely broken on that play. Yeah, he gave him a little jute, a little jump, a little snap, pop, crackle, and pop, and pam, boom, bam. He was in the end zone. But I'm not going to get into trivia. I know the answer to that one. I've, I've got all the Daniel Moores. I've been blessed. I've known Mr. Moore a long time, knew the friend. I actually had a friend that worked for him. His dad got him started on the goal line stands from Barry Krause. Uh, we won against Penn State in 1979. A good man, Daniel Moore is. But uh, we're going to hop out of here. We don't have a poem tonight, but we're going to get one ready for Wednesday. And I hope everybody's doing great uh, in the uh, in the chat. And everybody be safe. And uh Everybody keep your family members safe and uh, keep your eyes on the sky because something's going to happen one of these days. The good Lord will come back, and we will see everybody on Wednesday night, Stephen. Y'all have a blessed Tuesday, okay? Bye-bye. Appreciate that, Wayland. Always, always awesome having Wayland start the show off on a Monday. You're live on In My Own Words since we got another caller in the queue. What's going on? What's up, Stephen? How you doing, man? Roll tight. Doing well, man, and yourself. I can't complain. I can't complain. Just, just enjoying this this good old road tie Monday, man. Man, it, it is. It is a good Monday. It's even better for the man Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I, I, I've sat there and said, the moment the good Lord allows for me to have my first child, if it's a boy, the, but prior to that child being put in my hand and the doctor telling me, a uh, Mr. Smith, this is your son, a football will be in Junior's hand. <laughs> Because after, after Pat Mahomes just signed for $503 million, uh, I'm telling my wife, uh, baby, we getting this generational money right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. They're they going to be eating for years, man, for generations to come, brother. 
I mean, it, I mean, it, it is insane the money that uh, that Mahomes has pocketed. I mean, he talented young man, 24 years of age. Uh, the Chiefs would not give him the money if they did not believe in him. So honestly, they do believe in him. But uh, what's on your mind tonight, man? No, nothing much, man. Just just calling in that you talking about Derrick Henry, the jersey numbers and everything. I was hoping that I could get the answer right for you, brother. Okay, go ahead then. Go ahead. 27, 2, and 6. No. My girl over here looking at me like I'm crazy, man. <laughs> No, but hey, good try, man. But hey, appreciate the call, man. Keep listening to us. Yes, sir. Road time. Good try there, by our guest, or good try there. But continuing the conversation here on in my own words on a Monday, uh, Alabama men's basketball, folks. Alabama men's basketball. I know we are primarily a football show. And we talk football, how to show on the streets when you look at Alabama football, and we intend on keeping this. A football show, but what's awesome is when you see Coach Saban and his influence start to melt into other sports and you have other athletic venues on the campus that are trying to step their game up. And one of those venues is Alabama men's basketball head coached by Nate Oates and Coach Oates is stacking up a huge roster in terms of talent for the seasons to come. Nate Oates is thinking about Sweet 16 or bust. That's what he's thinking about right now. And as of yesterday, Alabama signed a legit 6'11", 7-footer, an Alex, an Alex Chiku. Alex Chiku from Paris, France. He's played his, his high school ball in, in Arizona, but he's from Paris, France. Alex Chiku at 6'11", with a 7-foot tall and taller wingspan. This young man can pass, dribble, shoot, defend exceptionally well and I know it sucks Alabama losing uh Kyra Lewis Jr. and and uh and uh Patty um no Patty John Patty Jr. excuse me to the upcoming you know NFL draft but to have uh, Herb Jones back to have Jaden Shackelford and Javon Quinterly Javon Gray or Jawan Gray excuse me jo uh, James Rojas so many talents back including Josh Primo a combo guard from Canada, you've got Keon Ellis at 6'6", Darius Miles at 6'7", Keon Ambrose Hilton at 6'8", Jordan Bruner, a transfer from Yale at 6'9". I mean, the size that Nate Oates is putting together, the talent that Coach Oates is bringing to the program, his mindset right now, sweet 16 or bust. The floor for this Alabama men's basketball team is the NCAA tournament, right? Just make the tournament. The ceiling is to get to the Sweet 16. I think anything higher than the Sweet 16, you can pretty much almost set up a lifetime contract for, for Coach Oates because as much as you, the Titan Nation, love football, and you guys are crazy about football, but as much as you love football, there's a lot of Bama fans that really like basketball as well. And with the renovations starting to happen in Coleman Coliseum, this is getting very exciting right now for the program. So the latest name, uh, Alex Chiku at 6'11", with a 7-foot wingspan. The power forward out of Paris, France, plays his high school ball in Arizona, giving his yes to Nate Oates and the Crimson Tide for Alabama men's basketball. When you see something like this, John, how does it make you feel Alabama starting to stack the talent up for basketball now? It's great. Hey, as long as the tide is winning in any sport, uh, it could be uh, on disc throwing. I don't care. <laughs> hey, it's good with me. As long as it's dicks throwing, in the words of the man, John Ivory. But uh, big ups there for Coach Oates and getting Alex Chiku out of Paris, France. Once again, those renovations being done there in Coleman Coliseum. If you want to take part in the trivia, folks, if you want to take part in the trivia, you know the number to call, 205-448-1358, 205-448-1358. The trivia question for the day, what were the three jersey numbers that Derrick Henry wore 
in his career at Alabama. He had three jersey numbers. What were those numbers for one Derrick Henry? Now, if you don't want to take part in the trivia, that's fine. We encourage you to still call, still text, still chat, and let your voice be heard when you talk about Alabama football, giving away this commemorative print here of one Trent Richardson signed by the man himself from the 2012 BCS National Championship game off the 11 season against those LSU Tigers where Richardson had that huge run giving Alabama the 21 to nothing win. We take another break here on the show but upon our return we will sit down with former Auburn running back Brad Lester to discuss the training that he's putting Najee Harris through as he's preparing for his senior season. We'll talk with Lester after this. If you want delicious homestyle cooking, sushi, and hibachi, check out Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. At home and you can't get away from the TV because the Crimson Tide is about to score? Don't worry. Delivery is also available through Waiter and Crimson To Go. That's Otoro Hibachi in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And make sure you let them know the good folks at Touchdown Alabama sent you. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Hitting you with the good stuff, people, as we're back in from the break of the number one form of Alabama football news, notes, and information on a Monday in my own words with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Got the man John Ivers always in the production studio. Be sure to give a thumbs up, give a like on the show, and hit that subscribe button, turning all of those notifications on so that way you can have the best in news, notes, and alerts on your Crimson Tide. But we hop on over to the In My Own Words hotline where we pick up former Auburn running back Brad Lester, who played from 2004 to 08, a native Georgian. Brad, what's going on, man? Happy, happy to have you join us. Uh, thank you. Everything's going good. How, how are you guys doing? Doing, doing fantastic, man. Happy to have you on to talk some Najee Harris here. And, you know, Brad, this, this season – Coming up here, you know, Harris has a lot of, he's got a lot of goals on his mind, a lot of individual goals, trying to be a 1,000-yard back again, of course, trying to be a, you know, first-round draft pick. But in talking with you, you know, last week, you're trying to get his speed and his explosiveness in order. Just just talk about the importance of uh, making sure Najee has that speed to make him difficult to tackle this upcoming season. I'm going to be honest. I, I, when you look at Najee, he really already has all the tools that, you know, any college program or NFL program will want. Um, you know, just the fact that he wants to get better than what he already is, it, it says a lot about him. Um, you know, and, and it's been a, a former competitor myself. You know, I told him, I said, look, I said, the biggest thing, you know, right now over the next year, you know, just making good decisions, uh, staying healthy, you know, uh, you know, obviously keep training the way we're training. Um, but, you know, just making sure you take care of yourself and, and, you know, put yourself in good situations. Now, um, of course, you were a former running back at Auburn. You ran the ball tough in between the tackles. You, you were able to have the speed hitting the open field. You brought a lot of things to those Tiger teams from 2004 to 08. So when you look at Harris, what in particular about his game, what are some of the qualities in his game that you really, really like upon just watching him? I, I, I really like how he finishes his runs. And then, you know, also when he gets in one-on-one -on -one situations, uh, he puts safeties and, and defensive backs in a bad, bad situation where, you know, it's pretty hard to tackle. Um, I mean, like I said before, I mean, he, he's anything, everything you'll want in a, in a collegiate running back or NFL running back. Um, you know, even, you know, just his spirit, you watch him even after, you know, he don't have a good play. He's always in good spirits. Um, you know, you don't really never, never see him complain much. Um just a great, all-around great athlete and a great guy. 
Folks, if you're just tuning in to the show, we got former Auburn running back Brad Lester on the line here who played from 2004 to 08 for the Tigers. He's been currently training Alabama running back Najee Harris throughout the summer, getting him ready for his senior season. And, uh, you know, Brad, when I, when I spoke to you, I talked about a lot of, is it more of just the one, being able to have Najee be more of a one-cut go, be more decisive in his decision-making of which hole to hit or bounce to the outside? Or is it just, you know, making him just a full-on, complete package back? Like, what are some of the drills that you've been putting Daji through? What we're doing is, is really just that first step of explosion, you know, which comes from, you know, just explosive steps, uh, power cleans, hand cleans, different, you know, different drills that simulate exploding out on, on that first step. I mean, if you look at him, he's already an explosive back. He's already a good back. Um, but it is small things that he can work on, and, and that's, you know, his initial takeoff. Um, the biggest thing that I did see that I had told him that I think he should work on is pad level, um, you know, which he's a bigger back. So, you know, in a perfect world, I mean, it's kind of hard for him to stay as low as we want, but that's the biggest thing that I have seen with him. And I told him, I said, that's just a mindset thing of, of you know, practicing it and, you know, making it a habit of, you know, getting below, you know, getting, getting your pads down lower, and, and, and uh, especially when you're one-on-one with DBs. You know, he's already strong and finishes runs, but imagine if he does it, you know, with a better pad level and, you know, using his technique at, at a better rate. Now, of course, you, you're doing this with him on the field, but of course, you know, in the, in the weight room, he's got the uh, the sports performance team of of Doctor of uh, Doctor Matt Ray and Coach David Blue, and they do a lot of things. They specialize in a lot of things in terms of weight training, conditioning, flexibility, and, and speed stuff as well. So, uh, h- how much of what you are doing on the field, as, as far as you know, making sure he's explosive in the cut, he's explosive in space, he's explosive in the in, in between the tackles he's aggressive how much of that on the field do will you think will translate to him you know in the weight room uh, once he gets even more time with the sports performance staff well when we start on monday um when he gets back to atlanta we're actually doing um full out he's going to be at my facility in atlanta so we're going to be weight room and and speed performance in the morning and in the afternoons will be specific will be specific uh skill work um, I, don't, I don't know how much you know. So I actually majored in kinesiology. So that, that my background is, is, is in the same as some of the other college coaches and, and you know, people in that industry. Um, I have a four-year degree in it. Uh, I've worked with several uh, college and NFL running backs before. Actually, Alvin Kamora, he went to Alabama at one point. He works for me as well. Uh, so this is something that I do on an everyday basis. You know, my actual biggest strengths are getting guys gains out in the weight room and translating it over to the field. And that's just my personal opinion for is me being in the industry. You know, I get very creative in the weight room. I do a lot of single leg, you know, single single leg balance, uh, single leg strengthening work. If you think about when you're running, nine times out of ten, you're usually always on one leg. So I always work a lot of single leg stuff and bouncing out both legs and make sure both sides are, you know, equally as strong, uh, working being explosive. You know, at this point of the year, we're going to work more on, you know, media weight, getting their weight explosive. We're not going to be as heavy in the weight room. Uh, if I had them earlier in the year, we would have left really heavy earlier in the year. But this time of year, we're really just working on being explosive with the weight, working on this balance, single leg strength, um, position work, making sure everything's impact for the season. You know, like I told them as well, it's going to be a big year because a lot of guys really have not been working. So the guys that are really putting in work, and, and doing what they're supposed to do this offseason, they're going to see the benefits when it comes to August, September. Do you have to say anything to really sort of get him going? Because I know Najee has been, you know, a second-team preseason All-American for a couple of these national lists. I know he's got, like I mentioned, all of his goals, team goals, individual goals right there in front of him. But has there been a moment where you kind of had to say something to, to him to get him going? Or can you just tell the moment he, 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 the moment he walks in, he's locked in? Not, not at all. He, he's, he's a locked-in, focused kid. I mean, and and that, that's a great thing. You know, you, you don't get a lot of players like that. Like we literally just—he just finished texting me 20 minutes before we got on the phone. Um, you know, just trying to confirm the schedule for next week. You know, he wants to know detail. He wants to know what we're doing, what time we're going to be doing it. And you don't, you don't get that from a lot of guys. A lot of them are just like, you know, just just text me the day before and let me know what time. You know, he's a detailed person. Um, he's real focused on on this classwork too because he told me he said, hey, from 12. So two, I got tutoring. He said, and I, we had meetings with our position coach, you know, via Zoom from two to three. 
uh, and you know that 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 shows his responsibility and, and just his maturity and where he is. If you're just tuning into the show, ladies and gentlemen, we got former Auburn running back Brad Lester on the line who played for the Tigers from 2004 to 08, talking about the training regimen he's been going through with Alabama running back Najee Harris preparing for this upcoming season. You know, Brad, what would be the biggest advice you would give to a young player who's trying to pursue, you know, the NFL draft or trying to pursue the pro, the pro ranks, whether that player is coming from Alabama or anywhere in college football, what would be the biggest advice you would give to a young guy trying to prepare himself for the next level for the pros? Uh, to be honest, you know, and I, and I, and I, I'm very honest with players on, you know, stuff that I dealt with and, and, you know, things that didn't work for me and things that did work for me. But the biggest thing I always say is keep yourself a small, uh, you know, keep your faith, um, injury, stay injury free, you know, just go, go to football practice, go to class, go home, get ready for each Saturday and, and just make sure that that's your routine every week. It's because at the end of the day, you know, you're seeing you're six months out of the year. No, less than that, four to five months out of the year, it can, it can set you up to, you know, you and your family for the rest of your life. Um, and I try to keep those guys focused on that goal of, Hey, Let's, you got to do this to make sure you take care of your family, take care of yourself, um, set yourself up to be, you know, in a good position for the next 15, 20 years. Um, and he's in that situation where he can do that for himself. I know he's got his own expectations, but if you had a couple of, of goals or expectations that you would like to see, you know, Harris meet this year, what would be those coming from you? I'm, I'm a high expectation guy. You know, I I, 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 I want to see him and expect to see him over 1,500 yards rushing. You know, I, I would expect him to see see him at, at, in in New York for the Heisman candidate trophy. You know, and I would expect him to see him, uh, you know, walk across the stage and be a first rounder. You know, I always say let's set the, let's set the bars high. You know, you got to speak those things into existence. And I, I mean, if you don't think you can do it, who who else is going to think you can do it? Um, and you know, that's the big thing that I always you know preach to these guys. Like, hey man, you, you, if you don't believe in yourself. Who else is it? Who else is? So, um, you know, that I always try to set the bar for them. You know, I try to give them that confidence, that, you know, to believe what they that they already know what they can do. Um, and it, it just go from there. 1,500 yards, getting that Heisman Trophy and becoming a first-rounder. Some of those expectations that one Brad Lester has for Najee Harris as he joins us live here on the phone line. Former Auburn running back playing from 2004 to 08. Brad, we appreciate you taking time out of your Monday to spend with us to talk some Najee Harris and your you know, training with him. Continue to stay safe, man. Be good out there. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. You guys have a good day. Awesome, get a chance to talk to one Brad Lester, former Auburn running back. It's going to be awesome to see Najee Harris this year. Can he hit that 1,500-yard expectation? Can he be one of the guys in New York for the Heisman Trophy? And then most importantly, can he be a first-round pick? All of these were reasons why he chose to come back and spend his senior season with the tie. But we take another break here on the show. But upon our return, it's back on you, Todd Nation. Are you ready to talk football with your man? We're going to talk at some Alabama football getting some dialogue some questions some tweets some chats still got that trivia going the three jersey numbers that derrick henry wore in his career at alabama still looking for those three jersey numbers you got them you win a great prize but we touch it up after this menswear in the University Mall in Tuscaloosa. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. 
All right, Tide Nation, back on you from the break here in my own words with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, 205-448-1358. For number to call in, let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. We go over to the phone lines right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Doing great there, Stephen. How about yourself? Man, doing fantastic. It's Monday, fresh off 4th of July. I wish I had that Pat Mahomes money, but I, I, I'll be okay. <laughs> there you go. I, I'm anxious to see uh, uh, Najee Harris go all the way this year. How about yourself? Should be a good one for Najee. Got getting a chance to talk to Brad Lester on the previous segment. Talked about all the work that he's been doing with Harris in in uh, Atlanta. So want to see a more complete, a more aggressive Harris this year. It's gonna be fun. Oh yeah, uh, I think I might have them numbers there for you. How about the uh, three, twenty one, and twenty seven? No. <laughs> really. Okay, then. <laughs> hey, hey good, good try, buddy. Appreciate the call. Keep listening to us. All right, sure will. Thank you. Got, got another okay. call here in the queue. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hey, how are you doing this afternoon? Can't complain, man. Doing well. Yeah, I can't wait to see what Najee Harris does this, this year. Uh, hopefully he has a Heisman Trophy season. And, uh, Hopefully we get a season going. Uh, hopefully we can bring home championship number seven for saving. All of all, all of those things are definitely um, big expectations this year. Just you know, Coach Saban mentioned it. Just for the people out there, if you want football, you want sports, you want athletics, you know, wear your mask, practice the social distancing, keep the six feet. Like this has been said by so many leaders in college football on a number of different occasions. So hopefully, you know, people will start to take that word and and take it more seriously because I talked about before, athletics means something to a lot of people. Yeah, we need we need uh we need football. I have a quick question for you before I go. If you wish to rank the top three sports in Alabama athletics, would you say one is football, two is Softball and three is basketball. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One is football. Two is definitely softball. Love what Patrick Murphy's doing. And number three, men's basketball. Yes, absolutely. Do you think Alabama softball could have a really good year next year if we have a season? I think I think it can. You get all seven seniors back. Uh, Bailey Hempel comes back. Uh, Alyssa Brown comes back. Uh, you got uh, Sarah Cornell back. Got some great pitching, some great bats. Uh, if Coach Murphy could continue to manipulate the roster well, get all the girls on one key, which he tends to do a great job of, softball can have a killer season this year or next year. Yeah, it's just as long as the COVID will allow us to have a season. I think we have a great chance to win a title. I think it does also. Really like what Coach Murphy's doing with the softball team. But, man, uh, we appreciate the call, man. Yeah, it was great to talk to you, Stephen, and roll time. Appreciate the call there on a Monday. We go back to the phone lines. I think this is Wayland again. Wayland, what's going on, man? If I get this answer right, you're going to let me give the picture away to somebody in the chat? What do you want to do? If you get this answer right, can you get the picture away to somebody in the chat? Can he do that, John? He can do it. Yeah, you, you can do what you want to do, man. I may miss it. 27, 3, and 2. He got it. He got it. Waylon got it. 27, 3, and 2 is the answer. So, Waylon, you win the commemorative print here of Trent Richardson. Now, Waylon, be sure to text in your, uh, your mailing address. Be sure to text in your mailing address, and we will send you the print courtesy of Touchdown Alabama Magazine and T-Town Menswear, and you can do whatever you want to with that print. If you, uh, if you want to give it to Dorito Bag, I'll go ahead and I'll just send my stuff to you, and you can send it to Dorito Bag, okay? That's fine. 
That's fine. But but, but definitely waiting and t- texting your information. You can text it using uh, the same line you used to call the show, 205-448-1358. But use that same number to text in your address so we can send you the print. All right. All right, man. I appreciate y'all. Have a good one. There you go, Dorito Bag. Bye-bye, everybody. We got Wayne and sitting here winning the print, being charitable at the same time. We got more callers rolling in. You're live here on the show. What's going on? Hey, good night. How y'all doing this evening? Cannot complain, man. It's Monday, fresh off 4th of July. Doing well. Uh, wish I had that Pat Mahomes money, but you know what? When I have my first son, I'm putting the football in his hand. He going to give it to me. Hey, I just want y'all to know, man, I enjoy the show. Y'all, man, y'all do a bang-up job. Just want to know what your thoughts are on the defense this year and Pat Sertain stepping up and, and making it big this year. I think the defense is going to be very much so improved. I, I, we've had a, quite a few former players on the show challenging Patrick Sertan, whether it was Matt Cadell or Chris Rogers or last week, got a fiery conversation from Roman Harper. Everybody's coming at Sertan. He's got to come up this year. I mean, for a guy that his father played in the NFL, People are really challenging Sertan to come up and for guys to, you know, come after the quarterback and be tougher on defense. So I expect a much improved group. Yeah, I, I do too as well. They they got they got old quick last year with all the injuries we had. We had a lot of young guys that had to get in and get some time in, and I think those guys are going to be pretty sound this year. I think those guys will be a lot better. Christian Harris is going to be better. You know, Shane Lee can get some speed on him. He's going to be better. Uh, Christian Barmore is going to be better. J- uh, Jordan Battle, keep your eyes on him. Jordan Battle, I think it's, I think Jordan Battle is going to take a Minka Fitzpatrick-type jump. I think he's going to have a really big sophomore year. So keep your eyes there also on Jordan Battle. And just having Dylan Moses back, in the center of all of that, you know, his leadership, his experience, his communication skills, going to be a much improved group. And I think it's going to be a much hungry group. I totally agree. Totally agree. Well, I'm going to leave you with that, my friend. Y'all, y'all enjoy the show. Absolutely. Appreciate the call, man. Keep listening to us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Guys, Guys, are lighting this up here on a Monday. Appreciate you guys lighting this up there in the call-in queue. Continue to also light us up in the YouTube chat line as well. But uh, Calvin Ridley, going to another topic here. Calvin Ridley, former Alabama receiver, former All-American, former first-team first team All-SEC, you know, two-time national champion. He's going into his third year with the Atlanta Falcons, was drafted in the first round, number 26 overall in the 2018 draft. And as you, as John is playing this video, this dude is killing it this offseason. I mean, he is making these, oh gosh, he's making these defensive backs look foolish here in this route run. I know a couple of these guys, you know, are young guys, maybe just now coming out of high school or whatever, but he is schooling these guys on these routes. I mean, people... People look at Jerry Judy as the master juke-moving, route-running machine, but before Judy was doing this, Calvin Ridley was doing this, coming out of Coconut Creek, Florida, Monarch High School, before he came to Alabama as a five-star in the 2015 class. I mean, dear God, look at Calvin Ridley just put these guys on skates and doing it so well that he even impressed one Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. So, I mean, even though... The Falcons lost Austin Hooper to the Cleveland Browns. I think it's low-key a good thing, John, because now, you know, Matt Ryan, you got Julio Jones, a former Alabama receiver who is the ambassador of Crimson Tide football, the fastest receiver over, I think it was over uh, 20,000 yards or – to, I, I, he, 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 had the fa- he was the fastest receiver over 12,000, yes. Fastest receiver to over 12,000 yards, Julio Jones. And you add in a Calvin Ridley who, you know, in each of the last two seasons, over 800 yards receiving, he had 10 touchdowns his rookie year. You know, this year Matt Ryan is expecting to look his way even more. When you watch uh, Calvin do this type of stuff, John, do you want to defend that? I mean, could you defend that? I couldn't defend you, so I <laughs> sure can't defend you. Know, you, you John, John, don't put yourself down, man. You know, Calvin's running a 4-3. Me, I'm probably running a 4-6, maybe. 
on a good day, maybe a 4.6. I'm a little bit slow now. I got to get my track speed back. But we got another call in the queue. You're live here on the show. What's going on? Live on in my own words, Carl. What's going on? Live on in Hello? my own words. What's going on? Hey, this is Terrence Hill, uh, big time Alabama Crimson Tide fan. How you doing, Roll Tide? Doing well, man. How you feeling? Oh man, just taking it one day at a time. You know, living a good life. Got a few questions. Well, not a few questions. One in particular. It's about Shane Lee. Have you heard any words of him dropping his weight any to increase his speed and the new uh, speed program that Alabama has? And also, I do have the three jersey number that Derrick Henry rock. Well, you're 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 late on the three. You're late on the three. You're late on the uh, the Derrick Henry trivia. That one's already been done. But uh, but going back to Shane Lee, haven't heard anything about him dropping the weight as of yet in the program. But he is looking good. He is doing well. Coach Ray is working with him. I haven't seen, you know, Lee post any pictures or do any weight scaling things, but as of right now in the offseason program, Shane Lee is progressing. He is doing well. But, you know, my man, we appreciate the call, man. You keep listening to us. Shane Lee is progressing well there in that program. But we go to another break here, folks. Continue lighting us up in the YouTube chat now with your thoughts, your questions, your energy. Appreciate you guys doing your thing there in the call line. But upon our return, we dive into one Pierce Quick and this Alabama offensive line. Could the Tide have the meanest group in the country this season? We dissect it after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Rolling down the river like Tina Turner, but we're not Tina Turner. This is In My Own Words with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown. Alabama Magazine from the break. Got the man John Ivory with me as always doing his thing. And we encourage you to give a thumbs up on the show. Like the show and hit the subscribe button. Turn on all of those notifications so that you can get the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your Crimson Tide. But... You look at this Alabama offensive line for the upcoming season. This front group knows the expectations that's placed upon it for this year. I mean, this group is thinking, this group is thinking Joe Moore Award or bust. Like Kyle Flood has put the expectations. Coach Saban has put the expectations upon this group, and this group has embraced those expectations. You look at a lot of the the preseason. You know, list right now and the analysts right now in college football, they look at this Alabama offensive line as the best in the country coming up to this upcoming season. And this year's group has the makeup to be exactly what the 2012 group was or maybe even go above and beyond what the 2012 group did. And, you know, and, and, and Alabama's going to need that this year, especially they are going to come some games some possessions, some drives, some situations, some matchups where the Tide is going to have to lean on that offensive line, wear down that opposing defense, putting up 10 and 12 and 15 play drives. And I mean, off the bat, I think about week three, you know, against Georgia. A lot of people see this 
Georgia defense as the best one that Kirby Smart on paper will put on the field in terms of the talent and the experience coming back to it. A lot of people feel like this is Kirby's year. Kirby's got the defense. Kirby's got the talent. Kirby's got the team. So this season in week three, I look at that as probably the first of multiple contests where Alabama's going to have to lean you know, on that offensive line a little bit. And one thing I've always noticed is when there's a buzz about you, whether people are arguing for you, arguing against you, if your name pops up in any type of a four-long conversation, you're the real deal. And uh, this entire offseason thus far, everywhere I turn, everywhere I look, every phone call that I get from people that are associated with the Alabama Crimson Tide program, it's always somebody talking about Pierce Quick. Red shirt freshman, offensive lineman Pierce Quick out of Hewitt, out of a Hewitt Trustville High School here in Alabama. You know, former four star, 6'5", 291 pounds. Everybody's talking about Quick, and um, from a couple of people I spoke with within the program, he has really turned heads in the in-person voluntary workouts this summer with David Ballou and Dr. Ray. Like he is on one. Like this is a guy that's. An overachiever. People are calling him an overachiever. He goes above and beyond. He does more than what he's asked to do. A guy that's a junkyard dog. He's mean. He's nasty. He's angry. He's physical. He's got explosive feet. If you go back to a recent video that was placed on Twitter, Pierce Quick had a 54-inch box jump. Talk about bunny feet. He's got explosive feet. He's got power hands also. And I remember a while back, we had Rudy Griffin, former Alabama defensive lineman who is the head coach at Bessemer City High School, had him on the show. Coach Griffin coached against uh, Pierce Quick, and he talked about how, you know, Quick has the mentality he wants to embarrass opposing defensive linemen. It's not enough for him to beat you. He wants to shame you to where your mom feels it, your dad feels it, your grandma feels it, everybody in your family feels it. That's how bad he wants to embarrass you. He wants to put his hands on you and drive you completely you know, off the football. And Griffin talked about how Pierce Quick, you know, once he gets his shot, he's going to be three years and gone. Three years into the NFL. You know, Griffin compared him to Quentin Nelson, who plays in the NFL right now with the Indianapolis Colts. He looks at this guy as somebody who will be a potential first-round pick and will make a ton of funds, make a ton of cash, make a ton of money. But just going back to what people in the program have told me about this young man in terms of just his ability to overachieve and want it more than anybody else, it kind of reminds me of, you guys remember those stories when Trent Richardson was in Alabama and he spent so much time in the weight room that Scott Cochran got scared because he thought he was going to hurt himself. He stayed in the weight room. He kept lifting, kept lifting, kept lifting. They keep they couldn't keep him out of the weight room, so they had to ban Trent from the weight room. And you remember those stories? On Jerry Judy, kind of the same deal. He wanted it so bad that he worked himself, worked himself, worked himself. And Coach said have to tell him, Jude, Judy, calm down. Calm down. We know you're good, young man. Calm down. And at the same time, even in basketball where uh, Avery Johnson, when he was here, that's the head men's basketball coach, he had to do Colin Sexton the exact same way because Sexton was so much into overdrive. He wanted to do so much. That's kind of how you know, Pierce Quick is. When he's in those involuntary workouts, he is pushing himself. He is exceeding you know, the expectation. He's, he wants more you know, being put on him, being placed on him because he wants to start. And... You know, according to you know, the people I've talked to, these respected, highly credible people here, credible sources here, he has put on the weight and the muscle and the firmness to where he's got a legitimate shot to start at left guard this upcoming season. I'm saying this right now. If Pierce Quick starts at left guard, Alabama will not only have the most talented, the most athletic offensive line, but it will have the most physical, toughest, dominant, 
meanest offensive line in college football. I'm calling it right now if Pierce Quick starts. And this is no offense to Darian Dalcor, whom I who I believe is a God-gifted, naturally born center. This is no offense to Emil Ikior Jr., who's got big-time versatility, who can play guard or center. I'm just saying, if Pierce Quick starts, oh mama, meanest, nastiest offensive line in college football, period. And I mean, I, I just look at if you start Pierce Quick, you, you always want to have your interior guys, your centers, your guards to have that meanness. Uh, Landon Dickerson has got a mean streak to him. Uh, Deontay Cornbread Brown, nasty, mean streak to him. You add a Pierce Quick to that. You got three mean interior linemen sandwiched in with two six foot six and taller fucking offensive tackles when you talk Alex Leatherwood and Evan Neal. I'm just saying. Pierce Quick starts this year, meanest offensive line in college football. Put it down on the paper right there, but he is turning heads in the offseason program. But Folks, if you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your Crimson Tide, it's very simple to do. You access this by going to the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Uh, you can download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you have the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we have you covered here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Google Play, Tune in radio, overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. We have you covered here. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I will return on Wednesday, continuing the conversation that is tight football. Be sure to purchase your individual copies of Touchdown Alabama, Ma Alabama Magazine. Link will be found in the description. Those magazines will be sent to your door here. But until next time, folks, husbands love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children, do those things legitimately now to not be bored get those three hearty meals a day those three great laughs a day protect yourself protect the loved ones around you until next time folks i'm your man stephen m smith and this has been in my own words